Hi, and welcome to the Free to Be Authentic podcast. I am Durga Magneta. I am an intuitive coach, an empathic healer, a teacher, and an author. And for over 20 years, I've been helping people just like you find more peace, tranquility, and empowerment. So take a nice deep breath, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the show. Today's topic is Spirit Communication 101. I felt this was a good way to start the series because it's something that most people are interested in and there's a lot of misconceptions around spirit communication and the belief that only a select few have it. Um, In truth, everybody has it and I'm going to show you that you have it too. I'm going to go over all the different ways that spirit communicates and at the end I'm going to do a guided visualization meditation to help you to enhance and get in touch with your own gifts. So let's get started with the fundamentals. We all have spirits. Every living thing has a spirit and in your spirit you have all the same senses as you do in your physical body. When a person seems to have some sort of psychic gift it means that they're not struggling with the physical barrier as much it's easy for them to get in touch with the internal psychic senses of hearing, seeing, feeling, and knowing. But this is something that everybody has, everybody has access to. It's going to be easier for some people than it is for others. So let's start with animals. Animals are psychic. Have you ever noticed your pet acting strange before something happens or taking, making wide circles around certain people? They have their senses, they use their senses, and it's something that keeps them safe in their life. It's more instinctual. Children. So when we're young, we're a lot more open. So children seem more psychic, and what happens because they feel energies, they sense things, they go to their parents, they're scared, and the parents don't see them, and it's it's not real to them. So they, we learn to shut those things down because it's not getting us love from our parents, it's not socially acceptable, and essentially we learn to tune out the energetic, our energetic sensitivities and the things that we're picking up from them. A really great example of this is the monster under the bed type of a thing. This, from my perspective, is a child picking up on some sort of spiritual energy around them before bedtime, which could be a friendly spirit. Usually it is a friendly spirit, but it's it's uncomfortable and Kids oftentimes look to their parents for validation and they quickly learn that it's not real and it's not true. So the gifts do get turned off. I remember my dad telling me that when I was three, I was telling people what they were thinking. And because people didn't like that and I wanted to be loved and liked by them, I stopped doing that. But I have seen it happen with other kids. I've heard it happen with other kids. So let's move on to the more specific ways that spirit communicates with us. The first is clairvoyance. So you do have a mind's eye, an inner eye, and the ability to see. I had my clairvoyance open up around 22 with the rest of my gifts. Clairvoyance for me is that I see pictures I see pictures with my eyes open. I see pictures with my eyes closed. And that's the best way I can describe it. It's like somebody put a little picture of something where I would be imagining things. So instead of 
looking inside and just imagining things with your mind, there would be a picture there. And it's not a really bold picture like watching a movie. It's, it's really kind of subtle. When I do my readings, there are a series of symbols that my spirit guides use to help to communicate what they're trying to tell the person. So I have a series of symbols that I know what the topic is. I oftentimes see, for instance, I would see the front of a school bus. So I know that we're talking about education or a major learning curve in somebody's life. The reason why spirit uses pictures is because it gets a, a pretty major point across very quickly. So that it's, it takes a lot of energy for spirit communication. If they can show you one picture and you know what they're talking about and where the topic's going, it's gonna be a very effective way to communicate. I do see pictures when I'm not doing readings and usually it's my guides just reminding me that I have to do something. I'll, if I meant to, if I really need to wash the car, I'll see a little picture of my car and they help me to stay on track of my things when I'm not doing readings. So I just think that I find that uh, very helpful and cute. The next gift is clairaudience. So the clairaudience is the ability to hear spirit. Now my ability to hear spirit has changed through the years. I find that it comes in it's like it's inside my ears or inside my head, like there's a little tiny speaker in my head. So I don't really hear it. If a spirit's talking, I don't hear it like they're talking like a person standing next to me. I can feel them standing next to me, but then I hear what they're saying in my head. And sometimes I more feel what they're saying. So the energy of what they're saying comes in and I'll just feel through it and I'll feel what it is rather than hearing their voices. But I have to tell you that if I start daydreaming or if I'm starting to fall asleep, I can hear spirit clear like they're in the room with me speaking. And that took, that took several years to start happening. So you have your clear audience again, and that's your ability to hear psychic information and impressions. The next gift is clairsentience. And I would also put being empathic in this category where you feel. So spirit will give you the feeling, whether it's emotional or physical, of someone else if you're trying to get information. So if I was doing a reading and I set the intention to feel what it was like to have an, a certain illness, or if they had something specific, spirit would give me the symptoms or the feelings of, of a physical illness or an emotional state, and that's also a very effective way to communicate a problem. Along with the sense of feeling, you can sense presences. You can sense when somebody's there standing with you, and that's something that, for me, yeah, that takes a little while to get used to, but now I'm so used to it, I find it comforting. <laughs> a big way that spirit communicates is dreams. So when you have a message dream, you're going to see someone who's passed away pretty vividly. Not all of them, those are message dreams from those people where you're not really necessarily doing anything meaningful, but then they'll turn to you and they'll say something and then you wake up. You always wake up right after those things so that you can remember that you had the dream. The other way that spirit communicates with you through your dreams is symbols. 
So I'll still wake up right after the message dreams, but I'll remember the symbols and how the symbols made me feel. And there is a dream dictionary I use online, especially if it's a new symbol, something I'm not used to. I use dreammoods.com. And I find that that's pretty insightful as to what I have going on. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to me and I just let it go. So I wouldn't read too much into it either. You have to feel it out for yourself if it feels right. The next form of communication are signs, literal signs. So if you're seeing something on a billboard or if you're hearing lyrics to a song or if your eye catches a certain phrase or something in a book and you keep seeing the same thing repeatedly, that is one way that spirit communicates with you is you keep hearing or seeing the same thing and also, a lot of people are talking about seeing number sequences. I started really seeing the 1111 probably around the same time I started working professionally as a reader. So the 1111 does mean something. And that's another podcast for another time. And I am considering making a whole one on the 1111 itself. But the numbers do speak to us too. And there's lots of different dictionaries and references for what number sequences mean. Usually when you're seeing numbers again and again, it's more of a, on a soul level, your cellular memory trying to resurface. So that's part of the awakening process. So what I would also put with signs is sometimes spirit needs to use people to get your messages to you. And these are not people with necessary psychic talents or professional readers. They actually have people say the things that you need to hear and there's something about the energy of it that you know it's it's spirit communicating with you. And it's something that really hits home with you is that they, they inspire people to say the right things or the messages that they would tell you themselves if they were in spirit form. And there's definitely a different quality to it. The next way that spirit communicates is through a channel. A channel is a little bit more of an advanced of a skill set, but it's something that I feel like everybody could do it. If you want a channel, you can channel. And what that's like is when you set your intentions and you tune into a certain person or a certain topic, there's information that comes down from the, you have a crown chakra on the top of your head that's connected to the spirit realm. It, it, it's information that comes down through the top of your head. And it's a mixture of knowings, pictures, feelings that tell a story. So you just kind of sort through the different feelings and things you're getting, and then you're telling a story the way spirit would tell a story if it was in physical form. I use a channel with every one of my sessions. When I teach intuition development, the first thing I teach people, because it's the easiest thing and it's the most useful thing, are yeses and nos. So an intuitive yes, when you're contemplating something and you feel good about it, I, I use the term, I light up. I feel energy move through my body. It's like, yes, that's your yes, is when you really feel like there's energy and there's inspiration. And it's something that's a feeling that's good. It's not based in logic necessarily. The intuitive no's aren't scary no's. They're not fear-based no's. It just, really what it is, is the energy goes the other way. I say that, I said that read falls flat when I get a no and I'm working with somebody drops down. You just don't feel inspired by it. So the no is just a like a feeling of dull nothingness, but it's a feeling of a no. 
It is definitely not fear-based. That's the difference between intuition and logic. So if you're spinning with fear, you need to switch to your intuition and just get more of a simple answer so you don't stress yourself out. Remember I said that. The next way spirit communicates is, I'm just calling it, I always call it magnetism. Magnetism is a pull towards something. This can be mixed with ideas and inspirations, the types of thought patterns that you do not normally have. There's a pull to do something. And if you really feel there's a pull to do something or not do something. So sometimes you feel like you don't want to do anything. And that's usually sometimes, that's usually something that you want to listen to. Magnetism draws you towards people, things, and decisions that are your next step. For better or worse, it's your next step on your particular journey and your path. The most common gift or use of intuition that every walk of life uses this, whether you believe in psychics, <laughs> the people who don't believe in psychics, we're all people, we all have souls, we all use this particular gift, and it's the, it's the sense of character, reading characters. I've seen really good businessmen just really get accurate senses on as to whether somebody's a good fit for their company. They don't realize that they're using their internal senses. They think it's just common sense a lot of the times. But that's really what that is. Is It's not that a, people are good or bad, and I'm not going to paint it like that. It's just, are their intentions where you need them to be to be a good fit for your friendship, for a relationship, to work underneath you. It's just when you don't get a good feeling from somebody, they're just not a match for what you're looking for. And when you light up and you feel good about them, then they usually are a good match. There are some tricky things that happen sometimes where you feel really good about something in the beginning or good about someone in the beginning and to find that it's a, it's a tough experience with them. That happens because they are bringing a lesson into your life that you need for yourself to become stronger and more wise. So you can't use your intuition to save you from unpleasant experiences and encounters with people. You're going to have to walk the walk, but if you look at each challenging relationship and experience as a way to grow and get better, it really, there really is no bad. And you'll appreciate the challenge. And those people only stay in your life as long as you need them to. And then uh, things will change. So I bet that some of you can relate to at least some of this. You've had something happen. I would like to take it to the next level, and I'm sure you would as well, where you can start experiencing life with your psychic senses, your intuitive senses, the senses of your soul in your inner being. Let's get ready for a meditation. It's best that you're in a seated position. It's best that there are no distractions. Notice the quality of your breath. Is your breath shallow? Start taking nice deep breaths. And you want to go from a thinking and analytical standpoint from, to feeling. So you want to bring your attention to the center of your heart and start feeling your body, keeping your breath deep. Remember the major difference between logic and intuition is feeling. The ability to read things intuitively is your ability to really feel what your body and what your soul are telling you. 
and take a nice deep breath so that the bottom of your stomach expands. Notice any tightness or tension in your body. Allow yourself to tense up in those areas. Hold it for just a moment and let go of the tension with your exhale. You can do this a few times to let go of the stored tension that could get in the way of your meditating. You're going to now bring your attention to your heart center, the area in your chest in the center of your chest, which is the seat of your soul. We're going to set a deep intention that your soul is now awakened within you. Communicating through God's light and God's love. And that you are able to feel spirit. Everything in the safest possible way, only in the light, you can now feel and know from your heart center. And allow the energy in your heart to expand. Opening up the communication with your internal senses and your higher consciousness. You are now able to clearly perceive what your soul is telling you and what you're being guided to do. We are now moving into the throat center. This is the center of hearing. This is also the center of empowerment. We'll now open up the throat center so that you can clearly hear messages from your angels and your guides and your own higher consciousness and that you are guided to be empowered that you recognize that the struggles you face are to only get you to a greater level of empowerment you are now clear and you are able to hear messages from spirit within the light and the love of the divine. We are now going to move up to your mind's eye. This is the center of visualization. Now safely and lovingly, we allow our mind's eye to open and be able to see what spirit has to show us through the light and the love of God and the safety of that as well. You are now able to see what spirit has to show you. Feel it expand, feel it open, and feel yourself more connected with your own soul. And feel all the light coming in. We're now moving up to your crown chakra. This is the center of higher consciousness and where you're able to channel messages from the higher realms of, of spirit. We now allow your crown to open and connect to the highest level of consciousness so that you always know what the truth is in any given situation, what the divine truth, divine purpose is in any situation. And it melts away all the fear and the stress 
of assuming that something is wrong. You are now able to receive messages of comfort and of guidance. Feel yourself become whole. Feel yourself experience a new level of alertness and being awake and feel comfortable and empowered in this new state. Allow yourself to feel and relax more fully. May you use your gifts to shine your light, to help yourself and to help others. And may you be free from any kind of illusion that you're less than that. Now open your eyes, bring your attention back to your body. See how you feel. You might want to practice this on a daily basis and just take note of the things that are different. As your perception shifts and as things open up for you, just take note of it. And then it will grow. It, it will continue to grow from there. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please hit subscribe. Please feel free to share this with anyone you think it might be helpful to. If you have any ideas for future podcasts, please shoot me an email at freetobeauthentic at gmail.com. Or if you're looking for a personal session, please visit freetobeauthentic.com. There's a new client special button, which will save you 25% on your first session. See you all next time.